Hello, star seeds. Welcome to a new month and a new moon. A new moon in Pisces, which took place on the second, Wednesday the second. Actually, it is the second and the third. If you are in Australia, it would have just been happening on Thursday, March the third. Uh, and March the third, which is when this podcast will be dropping, is also known as Pyramid Day. And so if you are someone that has crystals, this is a good day to charge your crystals. Um, I do hope that everyone is enjoying the moon in Pisces. The moon loves being in Pisces. Um, and we had a really nice aspect with this. The moon is still in Pisces. It will be in Pisces throughout um, the third. It goes void, of course, later on Thursday and then moves into Aries on Thursday night. So what you have happening right now in the season of Pisces is planets kind of, you know, piling up in there. So we have the sun and the moon, and we also have Jupiter, which has been in Pisces uh, since the late December of last year. And we have Neptune in Pisces. What was nice about this new moon, which we, uh, when, like I said, this will be airing, on Thursday, March 3rd, this episode, um, you will have not only the sun and the moon conjunct, which is what always happens at a new moon. That is when the sun and the moon are traveling together and working together to create something that is very much something that ties in whatever sign that they're in. And so with Pisces, you're looking at the sign that is all about uh, mysticism and faith and hope and compassion, which I certainly is, am hoping that that's what this month can really deliver for us. Uh, we are now in the month of March and we have a lot of cosmic energy happening this month. In the last episode in February, I basically said to you, like, ready or not, here we go. And I mean that in the sense that where we had a lot of building happening, there just seemed in, um, even from December, but uh, certainly with January and February, that you just had a lot of planets kind of stationary where they were in Capricorn, where it was just meant to be kind of like, slow down, make your plans, come up with your ideas and processes. Um, and we're now that we are in the month of March, you really are going to start seeing the movement of the planets. That being said, you're still going to see a lot of concentrated energy. And so one of the unique things that was happening with this new moon is that we had uh, two stellums that are occurring under the, the blessing and um, under the energy of this new moon in Pisces. And a stellum is when you have three or more planets in a sign, and it is very uh, concentrated energy for whatever that sign is. And for if you're looking in your natal chart, then it would also be where those aspects, what house are those aspects hitting? Because that's where then you also know where is the focus of that energy going to be? Is it going to be in your first house of um, identity and physical health? And, or is it going to be in your second house of income and values? And um, so those are the kind of things that um, happen when you've got three or more planets together. And so we've had, as obviously anyone listening to this podcast on a regular basis, basis is aware of, we've had Capricorn basically having Venus, Mars, and Pluto sitting in Capricorn for quite, um, quite a while. Venus obviously has been in Capricorn since November. She is about to, this month, finally leave the sign of Capricorn and be able to kind of pick up on a, a new journey and we'll be able to see what she has for us. That being said, she has definitely gone through a transformation while being in Capricorn. And that means we've gone through some kind of transformation. 
with Venus and Pluto and the conjunctions that they've had. And yes, they have one more third and final conjunction. And that definitely has brought some kind of shift in the way that you look at your values, look at the relationship that you have with yourself as well as with others. Um, and all of this while you are building on things that for that that mean something to you, that for whatever reason, this is the time that they've come into your life and said to you, now is the time. This needs to happen now. And so the energy of Venus and Pluto together, as they have been since November, has really been very much that, how do we, how do we work with this? And how do we get this done? And how do I learn to appreciate my goals and my dreams? And how do I, what is it that needs to, because Pluto again is all about the, the transformation. And so that would have very much been that, what is it that I need to rebirth? So what is it that I need to let go? What needs to, what really no longer works for me? And that needs to die and fall away so that I can, you know, regenerate and reclaim things um, that really will make a difference in my life and actually help add to my evolution and add to the, um, you know, the highest version of yourself. And then we had Mars join Venus. And once Mars moved into Capricorn, Mars was exalted. Mars is exalted in that sign. And so he very much was the roll up the sleeves and like, okay, yeah, let's do this. And here's how we can. Um, so they've been very much uh, traveling together. They are going to continue to travel together, Mars and Venus. Um, they are conjuncting Pluto actually um, on Thursday the 3rd. So this is the 3rd and 4th, depending on the time zone. As I've said, my time zone is uh, Eastern Standard Time. So when I'm putting times out there, that is what I'm basing it on. And so that's why I always say, you know, two dates, because obviously time zone wise, it could be for you the day before or the day after of whatever date I'm throwing out there. And so just be aware of that when I'm speaking to these um, energies. And again, because the majority of these energies, it's not like there's just some, you know, bam, we meet up and, you know, move on and, and that's it. You know, a lot of this is, um, especially with these outer planets and the outer planets are Pluto and Saturn and Neptune and Uranus, um, and even Jupiter. And that's because Jupiter stays in a sign uh, normally for 12 months. And so that's what makes it a what they call an outer planet, because it, it moves into a sign. And then that energy, wherever that is in your birth chart, where, wherever that energy is, then it takes 12 months to be working with you. Jupiter will take 12 months to work with you. And then the other signs obviously take longer um, because they even move slower. And so that's why they are called the outer planets. Um, and then your personal planets or inner planets of Mercury, Venus, and Mars um, and the sun and moon um, are included in as personal planets, even though, again, like I said, we call them luminaries. But they obviously are moving much faster, and so they're changing signs on a more regular basis, unless you get to a point where we're at this year where those planets start going retrograde, which is what happened with Venus right at the beginning of the year. Um, being in a retrograde motion meant she was going to be hanging out in a particular sign. And then when that happens, then that's how you know there's going to be some deep work that's going to happen. There's going to be some changes when the personal planets that you're working with on a day-to-day -day basis slow down in a particular sign because that's where you're going to start seeing shifts in energy and in um, events in your life. Um, so, 
so that's where we're at. We also have, so as far as the stellums, I gave you the Pisces lineup. And then for Capricorn, it's the stellum because of Pluto, Mars, and Venus being in there. Um, and that is literally just for another few days because Venus and Mars will be moving into the sign of Aquarius um, on the 5th of March. And again, again, depending on your time zone, you're looking at the 5th or the 6th of March. Uh, actually, for here, it will be uh, the 6th of March, but very early in the morning. So some might call that still nighttime for <laughs> the Friday night. Um, but that takes place on the 5th and 6th, Mars and Venus moving into Aquarius, where they actually will still be traveling together. Um, I did want to, before I get too deep into what they're doing, um, I want to give you the themes for this month, the month of March, with, again, uh, right now we're in Pisces season, and the themes for this month are dreams, transcendence, and intuition. Um, Pisces is obviously very much the sign of dreams and intuition, and that which, you know, I think I've used the word mysticism because that is a word that um, is attributed to Pisces. It is uh, also very much uh, about spirituality, which that can mean a lot of different things for people. It is the most compassionate sign in the zodiac. And for Pisces, the phrase that is uh, associated with it is I believe, because it is the sign where you're going to find the faith and hope that one needs um, to be able to continue on no matter what might be going on in their life. Um, obviously, on a global uh, perspective, it is certainly that faith and hope is certainly something that we really need to be holding on to with the events that are happening uh, in Ukraine. And although I do not want to get into <clears throat> a um, deep conversation, I am someone that uses astrology. Uh, like I said, it is a second language to me um, and for me. And so I very much use it on a, on a daily basis because I understand that this, this energy and, and this cosmic makeup, these planets were created by, by source, divine source, whatever you want to name that not only created what you see and feel and taste and touch on the earth and on the earth plane, but everything that is above us and below us was created from a higher power and, and a, a source that we can only, um, that we can only imagine, um, we know anything about to be, to be honest. So for me, this cosmic, uh, energy and what the planets do and how they interact, I very much know that that again is energy that then is reverberated on this earth plane and we are connected. We are connected to that energy. And so I, often, you know, on, on a regular basis, I'm looking at things that will be taking place. And I, you know, not only in my own life, but obviously on a, a macro level as well, where I can say, oh, you know, that's definitely, you know, Mercury and Saturn doing something or Mars and, and Uranus or, and so, um, like I said, the, you know, the, What's happening in, in Ukraine is heartbreaking, number one. Let's just um, put that out there. Uh, and I am praying and sending healing energy and, and, and light and, and, and the energy of peace. And I'm just hoping that while we are in the month of Pisces, which we will be in through the 20th of March, that we're in a place where that... We, where that can actually transcend and and really show show us that that faith and hope will will be making a difference. Um, and so that's where I will leave that for right now. Uh, I did mention last in the last episode of last week what configuration I was looking at that I really thought brought about some of the turmoil. 
Um, and then what's interesting, there are other astrologers that look at what's been going on with Venus and Mars and, and being Mars being exalted in Capricorn with Pluto, that uh, they very much look at that as this is, you know, that's also where some of this turmoil uh, on the world stage uh, came from. And I know for me, I've been using the Venus and Mars very much on a, a personal level of, you know, not only is it about, I've always, I have just felt with where Venus and Mars are traveling together, being that it was Capricorn and they're about to move into Aquarius, I've just felt that that has more of a global, um, <clears throat> a global, um, implication. And then on a personal level, I also feel that the Venus Mars, uh, connection has much more of a, um, singular personal situation for you where it's really about looking at how you value and love yourself and being able to make those changes. And that may mean because Venus and Pluto have been traveling together for the last several months, that may mean that intimate relationships have ended or that friendships have ended. And a lot of that hopefully is contributed to the awareness and awakening of a new paradigm that you have developed within yourself of understanding how valuable you are to be here at this time um, in, in, in this age and, and again, witnessing what we're witnessing and trying to do our best to use our energy on a very high vib vibration so that we can be contributing to an age that really brings about um, innovation, but innovation that includes all and innovation that, you know, really brings about compassion and peace within us and among us. And that's hopefully what the Pisces season will do. And hopefully, um, you know, Aquarius is obviously going to be picking up now uh, as far as planets. As of right now, Aquarius has Saturn and Mercury um, in that sign. And they actually uh, had their conjunction uh, <laughs> on Wednesday, the 2nd, busy day Wednesday was, um, because they had their, their actual conjunction take place on the 2nd of, uh, March with the, uh, as the new moon was also taking place then. And so, and, and as the moon was conjuncting Jupiter, um, and the sun and the moon throughout Wednesday were, uh, can, you know, conjunct it with, uh, Jupiter. The moon obviously will be the first, uh, planet to pull away because of the fact that the moon is the fastest moving of the planets in that, in that sign. Um, and then the sun's conjunction with Jupiter will be exact on, uh, I believe I was saying on the fourth, um, fourth, fifth, uh, fifth, sixth, depending on how you're looking at it, it will be, um, here on the Eastern time, it will be Sunday. I mean, Saturday, the fifth, that the sun and the Jupiter, uh, will be conjunct where the exact conjunction will happen. But that energy, as I said, with the conjunctions, that's one of the, uh, more powerful aspects that we can be dealing with, um, with the planetary energies. And that is, when planets are within eight degrees of each other, because it is at that point that they are so close that they start sharing energy and energy starts, um, you know, basically transmuting, um, and, 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 and transferring within each other. Like their energies are, con are, are connecting at that point when they're, once they're within eight degrees of each other. And so for the sun and Jupiter, yeah, um, that actually had started back on the 23rd of February when they got within the eight degree orb of each other. Um, and so the exact happens on the fifth and then they will start uh, moving away from each other because the sun will be the one that will be moving uh, onward. And, but that 
again, it will be, you know, another, probably another week after the fifth where they will still be traveling together before they get out of the, the orb of eight degrees. But at that point, after the exact conjunction, that's when we start saying that the energy, very much like the moon, that the energy is waning, um, that it isn't as potent um, as it is as it's leading up to the particular aspect. So our new moon in Pisces took place at 12 degrees and the sun and the Jupiter right now is at 14 degrees. And that is where it will conjunct with the sun at the 14 degree mark. Um, our affirmation for this month, I wanted to share that with you as we're discussing the, the new moon energies. The affirmation for this month is my unconscious self is awakened my unconscious self is awakened. I am rebirthed in perfect alignment with the cosmos. And again, that ties into the themes of your dreams, transcendence, and intuition. Um, and your intuition is not just for the Pisces season, because obviously this month of March will also see us begin the airy season once the spring equinox comes. Um, and that is also very much about intuition. And so, uh, I wanted to be, I wanted just to make you, uh, I wanted to share that with you so, so that you understood it's not just, um, you know, do this during Pisces and then there's a whole other thing to have to work with, uh, with Aries. What Pisces does and what I love about Pisces, and this is the last, what for, um, for the way astro uh, astrologers look at the year, obviously we look at the year through the Zodiac. And so this is the last new moon of the astrological year because the year astrologically, it begins with Aries and ends with Pisces. And so, and I do believe in the last episode, I said that, you know, guess what? Spring equinox can be another time for you to have a new year. If that's, if, you know, January and February have not been going your way, well, there you go. You got the spring equinox coming and that is just another great time to reset and say, wait, I was pulled off track and, Here's what my, my plans, what my intentions are meant to be and, and follow them along that way. Um, so we, like I said, we're going to have our movement with Venus and Mars going into Aquarius, uh, the fifth and sixth, and they will, and then as soon as they do, um, what is important about that is then they conjunct immediately. Like they move into Aquarius for the Eastern time. Um, it's happening on the 6th of March and, um, they conjunct at zero degrees. What is interesting about that. And I said this in the last episode is that it is the same degree that Saturn and Jupiter had their conjunction in December of 2020. And so one of the things that I'm hoping, um, because that zero degree Aquarius has actually played a role even in this pandemic. And so um, earlier in the year in 2020, I would have to get you the exact date, but I do believe it was in January, or early February. And there was a, um, I think it was Saturn and Mars that had... Um, had a meetup. And again, I would have to double check that for you because I did not do that prior to um, doing my recording. But what's interesting is that zero degrees Aquarius has had a few planets meet up there. And that's literally had had a, a role in the uh, direction of the pandemic, so to speak, or at least shaping some of what was going on um, with the pandemic. I mean, with the Saturn and Jupiter in December of 2020, that was right, that was taking place. And because, again, because the conjunction isn't just one day, those two meeting up was taking place while the whole talk of 
the vaccines and having vaccines and when they could be ready and, and how they would be helpful and who would be able to get them. All of that was unfolding while Saturn and Jupiter were preparing to meet up in December of 2020 in Aquarius. And Aquarius is very much, uh, it's a, a fixed air sign, uh, but the, um, the uh, gifts of Aquarius are very much, it's, innovation, uh, that you have a lot of engineers and scientists that are Aquarius, or you would have people that have uh, several planets in Aquarius, because that's where you would be pulling the, the energy of innovation from there. Um, it is also the sign um, for, that uh, deals with humanity. So one of the things that Aquarius loves is it loves to be the one that during its um, energy phase that things are invented that actually help the world um, on a long-term basis. And that is something um, that is associated and attributed to Aquarius. And so uh, we have, so it's been interesting how that's kind of played a role uh, with the, with the pandemic. And so the Venus and Mars conjunction, zero degree Aquarius and then they will be traveling together. I feel like when they meet up in Aquarius, one of the things that's important is that once they meet up in Aquarius, um, I do, I, I was saying, uh, prior that in Capricorn, Mars was exalted, which meant that Mars very much had, um, you know, the, the strongest energy in their, in their conjunction and, and in, in their conversations. So once Mars moved into Capricorn, it very much was, you know, kind of, well, what Mars wants, Mars is going to get. Uh, with Mars and Venus moving into Aquarius, that is not so. Um, and so there, I think what we may find is a more equilibrium taking place, um, with Mars and Venus traveling together. Uh, in Aquarius, there may actually be some new friendships that get formed during this time for people, um, as Aquarius is the sign that rules over friendships. Um, and again, depending on your birth chart, what house Aquarius is in, then there can be a concentration of energy on, you know, whether it's health matters or financial matters, um, or, or relationship matters, those kind of things would, would, uh, really relate to what's going on, uh, in the chart at the time of your birth. Um, moving from there, we have Venus. So then the big thing we have with everyone wanting to then move into Aquarius, as like I said, you had, you have Saturn and, and, and Mercury in there right now, and their conjunction took place on the 2nd of March. Um, and again, with that lead up, you know, the thing about what's going on in Aquarius right now and with Mercury uh, being so traveling so close to Saturn is that I feel that any conversations they're having are sober, sobering. And so the State of the Union took place uh, in this country on Tuesday, um, where our president, um, I know, spoke about what was going on with uh, Ukraine and Russia. And I think one of the most positive things we saw was that there was a united front as far as, you know, how people feel about that and, and, and what needs to be done. And so I, I think, again, for real world examples, that is something that you're um, seeing with the Aquarius, uh, Saturn, Mercury playing out. Um, in their conversations. And then once we get Mars and Venus in Aquarius, they travel together throughout the month of March, Mars and Venus. They don't actually separate until uh, the beginning of April when Venus uh, moves into Pisces before Mars and then just starts moving faster. Uh, and, and further ahead of him. So what is going to be interesting about this month is that we will have Mars meeting up with Saturn, which 
That doesn't actually happen until the beginning of April. Venus will meet up with Saturn. That does take place at the end of the month, and I will speak more of that. But in Aquarius, you the, the, the planet that you're going to have in charge is Saturn because it is Saturn is a co-ruler for the sign of Aquarius. Saturn was the traditional planet until it was given to uh, Uranus upon the discovery of the planet Uranus. And so Saturn co-rules Aquarius. It is the planet that is in charge when it is in Aquarius. And so with Mars and Venus, I think um, whatever energy they're initially going to bring into Aquarius they will probably be able to maintain some of that until they start getting closer to the degree point of uh, Saturn, which the degree point of Saturn right now is 19 degrees of Aquarius. And so Mercury and Venus have a little time together where they can kind of set their plans in motion. What I do know is as they get closer to the degree of Saturn and start their energy starts getting pulled into the same uh, orbit of Saturn. And those energies start, uh, you know, working together, hopefully. Uh, that's very much, though, where Saturn will be, okay, this works, or okay, this doesn't. Because Saturn is, is again, very much that planet of what is it that you need to do realistically. Saturn is all about being pragmatic, so what is interesting is that while we have this energy in Pisces, um, especially with Jupiter being in Pisces, while we have this energy there, and it's really trying to say, maintain hope, maintain positivity, no matter what else is going on in the world. And I feel like that's part of the gift of Jupiter being in Pisces at this time in our lives, is that I, I feel like it's it it's in there saying, I know that as a collective humanity, you have been through hell the last two years. And I know that right now it doesn't look like things are going to get any better. But Jupiter is very much saying, but I want you to maintain hope. I need you to maintain that. I, I need you to, to stay in the highest place within your heart that you can, because that will be what helps shift the energy Um for for us collectively as a humanity. And so I almost feel that part of Jupiter being in Pisces at this time is just to be able to help heal us on some energetic level with, with so much of what we've been through the last two years. Um, and so I think with the meetup that it wants to have with the sun, that there is definitely going to be uh, a conversation of that and, you know, I spoke about what can be challenging with the sun and Jupiter's conjunction in the previous episode. And you're seeing, you know, some of that play out. But what I really hope is that with Saturn and Mercury right now and Aquarius working together, that that's what they really are doing, working together in the what are the best conversations that can happen uh, internationally that we can be working with the sun and Jupiter to actually help bring about some resolutions that look compassionate and that can actually bring about peace and, 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 and suffering that is going on right now. Um, and so we will see if that is the way that that can work. There are a couple of things that are happening this month that um, as I was looking at them, I thought, Oh, well, hopefully this could be a good, a good point in, you know, conflict resolution. And um, it's interesting how depending, you know, what's going on in the world, you start looking at the planets to say, oh, what's lined up here that could, that could work. Um, and that isn't forcing, that isn't trying to make, um, you know, make the planets do what you want, because that's not happening. <laughs> that certainly is not happening. But it is a nice way to, to look at it and say, what are the different kind of energies that these planets in, um, emit from each other that can actually work together? And then it's how can you align with that energy? Because the thing about astrology is when you are aware of what's going on, then you can actually be working with an, with energy so that you're not 
insisting, you know, that you're going to take your will and your ego at any given time and say, this is the way it's going to be. And I certainly am familiar with that because I have done that myself in my life where certain things have come along and I was like, oh, well, this is what I want to do. And this is the way I want this to play out. And so this is what's going to happen. And literally the universe was like, well, it's not Trisha. And so hopefully you're going to be able to deal with that. Um, so I guess being here shows I've found a way to deal with it, but that's part of what the, uh, being connected to astrology and knowing the cosmic map. That's one of the biggest benefits about it is, is really being able to say, oh, wait, this is what's going on. So how could I meet up with that energy and say, here's what I'd like to do. And while you're doing this, then this is the way I'll align with that. And that's where I was speaking in Capricorn to like, that might just be about needing to make lists and, and plans and, 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 and understand the processes that you have. And then there are moments where it is, Hey, it's action time. Let's do the steps. Let's, let's do, do the thing that, that you need to do to bring something about. And then sometimes it's guess what? And now it's just slow down, take care of yourself time. And so when you are responding to the cosmic energy on that level, then what happens is that you're able to, you know, obviously not only stay physically healthy, but you are also able to stay mentally and emotionally healthy, um, where the stresses don't overwhelm you, uh, because they certainly can on any given basis. So, uh, with Aquarius, this is a fixed air sign. The, and I wanted to, I wanted to pass some of this on because like I said, once we get past the 6th of March, you will have Saturn, uh, Mercury, Venus, and Mars on Aquarius. Now that will only be for a short time because Mars, I mean, Mercury, Mercury will enter Pisces on the, uh, 10th, Mercury enters Pisces on the 9th, 10th of March. So for a few days, you will have the four planets in the, in the um, sign of Aquarius. And again, Aquarius is the uh, fixed air. It's a, it is very much a uh, active sign um, in its, uh, you know, I, I think I had a, an episode where I was talking about you know, how we traditionally used to refer to the planets that they were masculine or feminine. And then that has changed to whether they are positive or negative. I personally still like the masculine feminine. I, I don't take any offense to that. Um, the reason being because I feel like we've got so much associated with positive negative that if I say to someone, well, you know, the polarity is negative, they're going to be like, what? Um, but the positive negative, again, it's about whether a planet, whether you're in a sign where it's going to be active or it's going to be, uh, receptive. And so Aquarius is very much a sign that is about, uh, active and activation and, uh, Pisces, which is the season we're in right now is very much a sign that it, you know, it used to be associated with feminine and now they, you know, now we're using the term negative. Um, but what it means is that Pisces is very much a sign about, uh, being receptive. And so when you're being receptive, you are internalizing, uh, energies more than when you're in signs where you're actually, um, sending energy out. And that's one of the things that you're going to have right now is this uh, interesting play on the energies once Venus and Mars moves into Aquarius, uh, because you're still, you're going to have the sun, Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces. And then you're going to have, you know, Venus, Mars, Saturn and Mercury in Aquarius. And so you're going to have this energy play of, you know, receptive and, and, and active taking place at the same time. Um, and so that should be interesting to see what actually ends up going with that. Um, the, I do think the aspiration for Aquarius though is to love. Um, 
because of the fact that uh, the humanity and innovation are uh, two of the strengths and the gifts that Aquarius energy actually uh, has with, within it. Uh, the challenging aspects, and I need to say this because we've got Mars moving in here with Saturn, so it would be good for you to know the challenging energy of Aquarius is um, that it can have energy of uh, arrogance and self-righteousness. And, you know, so all we probably, on a personal level, are all going to be checking that for ourselves um, uh, throughout the time that Venus and Mars are traveling with Saturn in Aquarius. Um, but again, I really want to be focusing on the humanity, the innovation, and the... Um, the loving energy that Aquarius it, it itself enables and uh, carries with it. And that hopefully that working with the uh, Piscean energy of compassion and, uh, you know, uh, sensitivity and, and um, spirituality and, and faith and hope that, that that energy itself will be the, the collective energy that, that kind of wins the day, so to speak. Um, and then what I wanted to do for the wrap-up here, as you can see, just in this first week, uh, we've kind of got a boom, boom, bam, bam happening. Um, but then I wanted to give you some dates for the things that will be going on throughout the rest of this month. And then uh, you can join me each week on the podcast and we will be going through how they are um, shaping up and what they, and what they look like. What I'm giving you is some dates. There's uh, other uh, aspects that will be taking place, but I kind of pulled just some of the, the um, what I thought were the higher energetic aspects that will be taking place uh, throughout this month of March and um, wanted to, to run them by you. So we have Mercury enter, entering Pisces, uh, March, the dates on that are the 9th and the 10th. So that would be next week, next Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, whatever conversations have been taking place with Mercury in Aquarius. Um, and, you know, obviously with Mercury now meeting up with Saturn, if nothing else, once Mercury enters Pisces, hopefully that, uh, you know, there will be, you know, this, this, um, this energy of, uh, kindness and compassion in, in the speech that, uh, that we give. Then on March 13th, we have the sun conjuncting Neptune and, uh, hopefully that will be a beautiful aspect. Uh, the 18th brings us our full moon in Virgo. So please keep in mind, um, you know, I, and I talk about this in, in, in my other episodes as well is that as things are taking place, in one sign, the sign that is opposite that is, is, is dealing with that energy. So for everything that's going on right now in Pisces, if you are a Virgo or a Virgo rising, you are feeling that energy as well. Um, and so that might be energy that you're feeling for good or, or ill, depending on what planets and, and what house you're dealing with, uh, for the Virgian energy, uh, Virgo, you have to keep in mind, Virgo is very much the, uh, discriminating sign, the sign of perfectionism, the sign of, uh, the inner critic, certainly. And I know that because I have a stellum in Virgo. So I, I speak of what I know when I, when I talk about what Virgo can do. Um, and so that in itself is something to keep in mind that again, the way um, to understand how you're interacting with this energy is knowing your natal chart, your birth chart. That's the backpack you came in with. Um, and that energy then is impacting and interacting with the energy that's taking place right now in, in the um, universe. And so for anyone that is a Virgo sun or a Virgo rising, this Pisces energy you are feeling. And with Jupiter and Pisces, that actually, I would hope, would be something that's working for you. 
Um, and then for those of you, again, speaking of what I know, especially now that once we get Mars and Venus into Aquarius, for those of you that are Aquarius, Aquarius rising, you're feeling that energy, but you are also feeling it if you are a Leo or a Leo rising, because that is the sign that is opposite Aquarius. And so that is energy that with whatever's taking place in Aquarius, it's beaming back, you know, through the cosmos, you know, hitting whatever is lined up for you in the sign of Leo, if you have any planets um, that you came into the into this world with in Leo. And so I just wanted to make a point there so that you are aware of that. And it's always you're always able to feel that when you get into a full moon, because obviously, that is when the sun and the moon are opposite each other. And so that full moon in Virgo takes place on the 18th. Then on the 19th, we have Venus squaring Uranus. Um, this should be interesting because Venus, right? Venus, you, with Uranus being in Taurus, um, Venus, I don't want to say that it's necessarily the boss of Uranus, but, but you, Venus is the one that rules Taurus. And so Venus squaring tar, uh, squaring, uh, Uranus is going to be interesting on the 19th because of the fact that she will not want to be doing that in any way that would be disruptive. Um, Uranus itself likes to be disruptive and, you know, you always got to watch that Uranus doesn't help, ha help you throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. Um, but Uranus is definitely the reformer and sometimes it's the way it wants to reform that you have to watch out. But I, I do this aspect of Venus squaring Uranus with the fact that Uranus is in Taurus, which is the home of Venus. I feel like there's something really nice about that as that takes place exact. Obviously, that energy you're going to feel before the 19th. But um, And we'll get into to more of that in, in the next episode or two as, as we're leading up to that. But I think it'll be nice energy as we're on the eve of what takes place on the 20th of March. Um, and for anyone that may need to know the 20th of March is a Sunday. And that is when we have the sun move into Aries. It is the spring equinox. Yay. Uh, <laughs> yes. And so um, the growth season, the official growth season, as most people know it to be, will be upon us. Uh, we, it is also known as International Astrology Day. Um, so it's a holiday for me and we will have, so on International Astrology Day, which is the spring in equinox. So the sun will be moving into Aries. And then just so you're aware, we will have the moon, um, moving into Scorpio, uh, when the, uh, spring equinox and, and the sun's, uh, motion takes place. So, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that day. And then on the 22nd of March, we have Mars squaring Uranus. We'll see how that goes on the 23rd. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that at that for right now. I will be talking more about that. Uh, obviously, one of the things I want to check is when that energy actually starts engaging with each other. Um you know, like I said, Mars is a planet of action, but it is also known as the planet of war and Uranus is the planet of revolution, but it, it's also a reformer. Um, it's just that Uranus likes to sometimes do those lightning strike changes um, that for most of us, we find very unsettling. So we will see what happens with this Mars squaring Uranus, and I will definitely be giving you more information on that. On the 23rd of March, we will have Mercury conjuncting Neptune, uh, and that's going to be interesting with some of what will be going on with the uh, Mars-Uranus uh, situation. And then on the 27th, we have Mercury entering uh, Aries, and then on the 28th, 
towards uh, right uh, towards the end of the month, we will have Venus conjuncting Saturn. And like I said, Mars conjuncting Saturn will not happen until the beginning of April. And so um, we will definitely be talking more about that Venus conjunction with Saturn as we get uh, a little closer to that date. And so I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, I ask you to my big news uh, speaking of, you know, how the energies work, uh, one of the big news that I have is that for those of you that listen to your podcast on Apple, I am now officially on Apple, uh, podcast. And so that is a place where you can find me as well as Spotify and as, uh, anchor. And you can also still continue to find me on Facebook and Google if those places are uh, where you like to listen to your podcast or if they are the places that are easy for you. I want to thank you for listening. I ask that you subscribe and uh, review and, you know, leave a message for me in some way. If there is something that you want to hear more of, uh, or something that you think may work, um, that you're more interested in than, than possibly what I am, uh, providing. And so, you know, please feel free to reach out and let me know your thoughts and your feedback. Um, I, I know there's going to be a lot of, uh, action happening for me this month and I'm going to leave it at that right now, but I will be keeping you posted, uh, and I will be keeping you posted and updated on my Rooted in Starlight Facebook page. So please go there to like. Um, you can find me also on Facebook under Trisha Morrissey. And you can find me on Instagram at uh, trisha.morrissey.31. If you are interested, I know I gave a lot of information today. If you are interested in having a free March calendar with the aspects, and again, not all the aspects got mentioned today. I There are others that I was um, holding back on. But if you'd like a calendar with the um, aspects of what the sky is going to look like for the month of March, um, the cosmic um, calendar, so to speak, please reach out to me um, by emailing me at rootedinstarlight. That is all one word, rootedinstarlight at gmail.com. And I can get a calendar off to you so that you can be following along with what is going on um, with the cosmic map that actually does interact and engage uh, with us as well. And so, again, thank you so much for listening. Um, and uh, stay in hope. That's all I can um, can say to you. Just stay hopeful and stay positive uh, because that energy is definitely needed uh, with the times that we're living in. Um, and let's keep hope alive. And remember, reach high for the stars lie hidden in your soul. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>